All right, Jack. All right. How are you? Very good. It's a big show tonight. Do you know why? No. You don't know why? No. They talk about sports and pop culture for two different points of view. A father and a son disagree on with Swagalicious attitude. Today's top story is breaking them down through a generation gap. Listen to them talk about the NFL. Listen to them talk Doja Cat. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. Well, Jack, here we are. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot of housekeeping to do today, Jack. Do you know what housekeeping... Wait, never mind. I've seen your room. I know you don't ah, know. Ha, ha. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, yeah. I was talking about... You know, <laughs> you know what? Guess what? Uh, Guess what? I can turn off your mic. Go ahead, talk. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, big boy. Just talk. Okay. Yeah, see? You're, you're off. Anyway, as I was saying... Did you see what I did there? I was talking about metaphorical housekeeping in a podcast or like radio show context. And then I switched to the literal, <laughs> yep. literal yep. meaning yep. of housekeeping yep. because <laughs> your, uh, your room is an absolute train wreck, right? Is that fact or fiction? That's fiction, maybe. It's not. Anyway, Jack, we've got a lot of housekeeping to do today, I feel. Um, it's a big, big, big show and I can't believe you don't know. I guess I can't believe you don't know. Actually, let's start with you. It's a big show for you because this is your last show as a 14-year-old. <laughs> My little boy's growing up. Just stop, man. Okay, fair. But it is your birthday tomorrow. It's the triplet's birthday, so y'all turn. Four, 15? Yeah, 45, really, the three of y'all. No it, way. Yeah, the three of y'all have 45 years of combined life experience. Y'all have... You, you've definitely aged me and your mom 45 years in these past 15 and it is your birthday so i think that's one very outstanding thing and then jack guess what today is as it pertains to according to the osbournes uh i don't know it's our 50th show <laughs> hey. Hey. hey huh yeah don't call it a comeback man how about it i mean like i don't know i think that's really cool and um Along those lines, speaking of really cool, we have had some listeners reach out to us, some familiar, some unfamiliar. Raleigh McCammon reached out to us recently, buddy. Shout out, Raleigh. Yeah, for sure. And Raleigh was a former guest on According to the Osbournes, and he was wonderful. And he chimed in to say, fact or fiction, which is our new segment, which we're now calling, I don't know, facts or cap. Facts or cap, uh, he says it was gold on the last episode great segment i said yeah man thank you we're having a ton of fun doing the show appreciate you listening he writes just not oh well he says i'm just getting around to watching it because he's playing golf last week and he said jack's personality is really starting to show <laughs> whoa Dang. i mean that's like <laughs> some shade there Dang, uh, Raleigh. and then he says he's legitimately good at it and for what it's worth oh, I, thanks, yeah, hey, thanks Raleigh, after thanks. saying oh it's starting the show but no that i mean i think the sentiment there was was fantastic and then hey man i've got i've got a really cool message from a really good friend of mine named Andrew Coffey that I went to high school with. I love Andrew. His dad just passed. So, 
you know how uh, that, that can be really, really tough. But he writes to me, he goes, good morning. I feel the need to tell you that I've been binging on your podcast a bunch over the past two weeks, and it's provided me a ton of much-needed laughter. You and Jack do a superb job, and I simply wanted to say thank you to you both. Your podcast has proven to be a pleasant distraction at a time for me that's been super difficult. If you wouldn't mind, please pass along my heartfelt thanks to your son as well. It's really nice to have some belly laughter over this time and learn from the both of you. I hope that you guys are having a great week. How cool is that? That's very cool. It is cool. I'm glad that I can provide you some belly laughter. That's right. No, and I mean, think about it. I mean, he's going through a really deep time. He's just a fantastic human being. Andrew, if you're listening, I love you, bro. Uh, I've been thinking about you. Hope everything's good. And then Scott Kimmerly, uh, he has some wonderful feedback for us. And he is a friend of mine that lives in Atlanta. He texted out of the blue. He said, I'm in the car driving back from the Florida game. And he says that his daughter's plugged into Love Island. So I'm free to listen to Vol's podcasts, etc." He said, this may sound like pandering, but I promise it's not. Y'all's podcast as it pertains to this game is better than anyone else out there. Which, for what it's worth... I mean, I know he's not pandering because he's an honest guy, but that's absolute cap. I mean, it's just, that's just, it's just not accurate. Maybe he enjoys it more or whatever, but like, it's a nice sentiment though. And I mean, I can't, I can't thank Scott enough. So I wanted to kind of give him a shout out, but he goes, I'm hundred percent serious. The con, uh, the content is better. The sound quality is better. And I will, I will say this flexing just a little bit. When I listen to podcasts out there, it's amazing how poor the sound quality is, even to very, very well-established podcasts. Especially so, compared to ours. Well, right? I think, hey. Hey, I've got that roadcaster, man, that roadcaster board, man. It's got yeah, like all the sound effects. Yeah. You want a rim shot? Okay. Then, yeah. <laughs> hey, and what if I scared you? Woo! Come on now. So we got all kinds of stuff here and we're having a good time. But I think what most people really, um, really like about the show and what I like about the show, Jack, is it's just fun to, to do the show with my son. Uh, it's cool to get different takes just from, you know, dudes that are so much different in age, but maybe have similar viewpoints on many things except for the, the generation gap. And it's fun. We talk about sports and pop culture from two different points of view. Father and son. I disagree, young. Okay, so now that we've gotten all that out of the way, we, we've got a great show for you today. I've got a new segment, Jack, called the RTI 5, where we get one of the Rocky Top Insider reporters on the phone, and we ask them five questions. They give us five answers. So the RTI 5 is going to come up with Ron Chumpert. He's going to be nice enough to join us. Jack, we're going to go just 10 toes in on facts or cap, because you don't have Jack's five stats. And dude, you need to start working there's on There's no ja- stats out in the world, there's, pal. There's a million stats out in the world. But anyway, we're doing, we're doing the RTI 5. We're doing... Um, facts or cap, and we're going to do a little SEC pick them. And, and yeah, I think that's probably going to be it, short and sweet and call it a show. Jack, I think we should start with a, a guest who is holding on the line. He is Rocky Top Insider Royalty. He's none other than Ryan Shumpert. Ryan, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Appreciate you guys having me on. 100%. Listen, we've got a new segment, man, so I might be blowing you and Rick up upon occasion to see if you guys will come and do. Ryan, a little thing we're calling. Jack, you want to tell him? The RTI-5. That's right, the RTI-5. There we go. Yeah, so it's a simple concept. We got five questions for you, and we want to get five answers about, you know, Tennessee athletics, in this case, Tennessee football. Ryan, question number one is, do you think the Florida comeback in any way diminishes the victory? No. I I mean, I don't think you can, especially in this rivalry. Tennessee's won so few games that winning one close where it almost got away, I don't think in any way that diminishes the victory. Okay, fair, but be honest. Were you scared at the end? Oh, yeah. I mean, just the, uh, every reason I just said that you can't diminish the victory because of it. that's what makes you 
oh my goodness, when the Tennessee does not execute uh, really uh, much at all down the stretch of the game, but certainly on the onside kick and the Florida player comes in like Odell Beckham, yeah, definitely at that moment it was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Yeah, it was brutal. Especially when he ran it back a couple yards, I was like, oh, but then, I mean, it doesn't, in college, it doesn't start. Thank goodness. Thank goodness there. you can't advance the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. onside kick. Because, I mean, I believe he ran it to like the 32. Think about this, though, Ryan. Obviously, Billy Napier went puzzling with some of those um, conversion attempts and just the logic there. I think he was doing analytics. You and I text live during the game. I understood your take, too, with the logic being that they'd be up two scores if, if uh, or down just two scores if they'd made that first one. But w- regardless of what it was, let's say he makes the first two-point conversion. Okay, and then they score a touchdown. They're kicking after that. They get the onside kick. Now they've got it at the 50 with 16 seconds left, and all they need is a field goal to win the game. And that would have been a terrifying situation. Uh, it's significantly worse even because just the lot, really the whole game, and certainly the two drives before reported had gone 70 yards both times to score. They were just ripping off 20-yard plays. And I think they hit about a 15-yard one on the first play. So you're right. I mean, they completely – changes the dynamic of the game in the situation that the Gators just needed three there. So you wrote a piece on RTI called What Heupel Said Went Wrong in Final Minutes Against Florida. So what do you think went wrong? I think Tennessee was, was kind of what he said, too. I think Tennessee was way too soft defensively, and they clearly didn't want to give up the big chunk play over their head. But when Florida in that second drive, I think, went 71 yards on seven plays in just 50 seconds, you're just – you're saving yourself 40, 40 seconds by playing such soft defense and really putting up no real threat or making any real tough windows for Anthony Richardson to throw into. And I really thought that was a problem throughout the game. I didn't think Tennessee's secondary was aggressive enough in making Richardson make the tough throws. And really, I think a lot of people have had a lot of flack for the offense. To me, I don't think they were, you know, obviously they should have executed better, gotten the fourth down. I don't think they made any tragic or drastic mistakes. And then certainly you got you got to recover onside kicks. Uh, that that simply can't happen again. Yeah, and I mean blaming the offense, I didn't understand that. Look, I had zero problem with the play calling. People are nitpicking, fan. Hey, run to the sticks. To me, that's just a bunch of guys that. Yeah, of course you run to the sticks. I mean, yeah, he's a little short or whatever, but it was a soft pass underneath, and I just didn't have an issue with the play calling. And you know what? They got a couple first downs. They did their job. I don't know if you're old enough to know what the term third and Chavis means. Do you know what that means, Ryan? I do, yes. Uh, I'm sitting here in the car with my dad, and he's he's, he's said third and Chavis many times. Okay, so the, 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 I, I think that's a pretty good call. This was third and Chavis on steroids, okay? I've never seen such uh, cushions given. All right, well, here's question number three, buddy. Give us an injury update. Um, what can we expect? Obviously, we got a week to get healthy. Tell us what's up. I think Hendon Hooker, I don't think there's any concern there that, that he'll be ready to go by LSU. I think Cedric Tillman, uh, is probably the closest to 50-50 of any of the players. I, I still think that LSU may be pushing it a little bit, and Alabama might seem like the more realistic uh, time for him to come back. Dylan Sampson, D. Williams, both those guys were dressed out and warmed up against Florida. I expect both those guys will play that be Williams' debut, uh, Tennessee debut after transferring in from junior college. And then Warren Burrell, uh, the other guy that's been out for Tennessee at, at corner. That one seems like it's going to be a little bit longer and would be a little bit of a surprise if he's back by the LSU game. Okay, question four. So looking ahead, how do you feel about LSU and how do you feel um, about the noon start? Do you think we have the advantage or LSU on that noon start? Yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee definitely has the advantage. Uh, you know, from uh, 
the sports writer standpoint is going to be there and has never been to Baton Rouge or a game at Tiger Stadium. Oh, nice, nice. A little little upset we're not going to get uh, the full Tiger Stadium environment. But no, Tennessee's living right right now. To get, to get LSU, uh, what's going to be 11 a.m. local kickoff, LSU gets fewer of those than any other team in, in the SEC, too. So uh, the Falls are living right right now at 4-0. No, that's fair. I, 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 th- I have two things on that. I mean, number one, a night game would be brutal because a night game, you don't want any part of a night game down there in LSU. It can be absolutely insane. But, boy, that would be cool for you boys to go down there and cover a night game in LSU. But the other thing I think is, to me, uh, and I get it, we're Eastern time guys, but still, it's an 11 a.m. kick. I mean, to me, that favors the underdog. I don't know why I think that. I just think you can kind of wake up sleepy, and it's a bit of an equalizer. It's almost like a sloppy track. I think that typically favors the underdog. Any thoughts there? Yeah, I think that's probably true uh, overall. But at the same time, I don't think Tennessee is going to be at the point where you know, they have a big head. They're going to be the favorite in this game. They're going to be the top 10 team. But Tennessee's not used to being in that spot. I think you're still going to kind of see a sense of urgency and aggressiveness with the Tennessee team kind of despite being in that favorite spot going on the road. Okay, good enough. I Quite, agree with that. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I, honestly, Ryan's one of my favorite dudes because, like, he talks through things, and I tend to agree with the logic behind it because he's a you're, you're a logical thinker. So put your logic to this. Question number five. How good is this team? And or maybe better put, when will we know how good this team is? I mean, are you buying eighth in the country? I mean, I, to me, an eighth-ranked team doesn't doesn't have a secondary like that. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, and I think that's where, and I've heard Josh Tate talk about this, that, you know, is Tennessee a typical top ten at number eight team in the country? Maybe not, but you look at, you know, the rankings this year, I'm hard-pressed to find eight teams that are, I feel confident saying that, yeah, they're a lot, they're definitely not. Tennessee. How could you have Tennessee over them? Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think you have Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. They're living in a world of their own, and I think everybody else after after that's living in a separate world, and I think Tennessee probably isn't worse than, you know, a touchdown worse than anybody else in the country outside of those three teams. We'll really figure out just how serious the Tennessee team is, and really the offenses when they face Alabama, and then again, it, Georgia will be another test of it. Tennessee's defense is very, as you just said, the secondary, it's porous. It's not great. But the offense has been able to, and I think most of the season. Ooh, Ryan just cut out. We just had our first technical difficulty. Ryan just the cut. defense is going to give up a lot. Can the offense still mask those wounds? Uh, to me, that's a, a big question. Okay, good enough. You cut out just a little bit, but we definitely got the gist of it. Hey, Ryan, on that note, we're going to let you go. I do want, uh, uh, number one, I want you to thank your parents for letting you uh, do all the things that you do for us, especially when you were at school, and, and let them know how much uh, we appreciate all the contributions that, you, that you've made to Rocky Top Insider. I can't wait to meet your parents. But then, number two, tell us where we can find you, buddy. Yeah, appreciate all of that, and appreciate you guys having me on. You can find me on Twitter at rshump00. That's R-S-C-H-U-M-P-0-0. Okay, good enough. All right, buddy, go have a great time, a great bye week with your family, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Appreciate it. Okay, thanks, buddy. Take care. Okay, Ryan Shumpert from Rocky Top Insider. He always does a great job. Jack, let's take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side, hit a couple of things, including facts or cap and SEC pick them. We'll be right back. And, Jack, we're back. Nice. Yeah, that was nice. It was great having Ryan on. And Jack, we're going to close the show with facts or cap. I'm really excited. I'm I'm very curious how you do this week. And then also SEC pick them. Anything else you want to you want to hit? You want to hit them? A big fantasy trade that I got. Oh, today. fantasy football. Yeah. 
Okay, now that we you're can touch on that. What's your record in fantasy football? I'm games? one and two. Oh, I see. I'm two and one. Okay. Uh, I took down the. I leagues. was one and four last year and finished eight and five. So. Okay, there you go. And I think Baxter was one and four and he won the whole league. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. Well, tell us, tell us, tell us about the big trade, Jack, and I'll, let's find out who we think got the upper hand. So basically, I have solid wide receivers: Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Curtis Samuel, who's been a sneaky play this year, position rank eight, averaging nineteen points a game, and Jerry Judy. Um, I'm, not, I'm not giving you Judy. Okay, that's fine. I mean, just because he got injured the second week and obviously didn't play much the third week, he had 20 points the first week. I'm just not giving them to you because that's a horrible offense in, in Denver. That's all. All right, fine. All right. So I traded away one of my receivers, Devontae Adam, and I, my running backs are Leonard Fournette, Rashad Penny, and Damian Harris, which is not the best. Agreed. So I traded away Devontae and Penny, and I got Christian McCaffrey and Rashad Bateman. I think I really like that play for you. I mean, in Rashad, you've got a big play receiver. In Christian, you've got, obviously, a fantastic back. The one thing about Christian McCaffrey is he's not being utilized as a pass catcher as That's much. That's true, and I, I don't really care. I, I, well, you needed the help, so there's nothing for you to lose in that standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a good trade for you. Tell me who you've got still at receiver, though. Like, like. Counting Devontae Adams? Well, I mean, you would know because you traded Devontae Adams. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, okay, who's so my, not, my, here's my new Cause, running Because that's a big. That's a my big, new running back core is yeah. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, and Damian Harris. That's pretty good. My new wide receiver core is A.J. Brown, Curtis Samuel, Rashad Bateman, Jerry Judy. Yeah, you know and what? A.J. Brown's position ranked seven, Curtis Samuel's position ranked eight. Who's your tight end? Pat Fryermuth and T.J. Hawkinson. Okay, I mean, you're very serviceable with TJ. And Firemuth could be serviceable depending on how Pittsburgh's offense goes. But, I mean, that Denver offense. Hawkinson, don't give up on him. He's going to go up and down, but he's a good, solid play. He's a, I think he's a top eight, top seven tight end in the league. All right, good. Yeah, I tried all kinds of trades. I'm actually trying to help Luke. Um, uh, Luke's got Tua. And so tell me if you would take this. I mean, Woodson, Woodson's name is Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's massage parlor, which is <laughs> shameful. But so Deshaun, we call him in the league. I mean, he's making all these panic trades. <laughs> I I offered him, who did I offer him? I offered him DK and Damian Pierce for Javante Williams and Darnell Mooney. And that, that trade was put forth by me in a moment of weakness after I just was convinced that they were never going to figure it out with DK. And also, Damian Pierce wasn't doing much, and I really felt like I needed a running back. Fast forward a week, though, and man, I, I would not trade Damian Pierce for Javante Williams, particularly because what I just said about Denver's offense, they're horrible. It wasn't and, accept? Well, he turned it down. What an idiot. And so then, this week... He put the same trade forth. I'm like, no, dude. No, that's, like, no, that's stupid. Darnell Mooney and DK. No, Darnell Mooney is averaging 2.2 well, points a game. You've got to figure that they're going to figure that out. And that's what this whole trade was. Is Hey, I kept saying to him, they're going to figure out DK. And his thing is, hey, they're going to figure out Darnell. And, I, you know, the, as far as Damian Pierce, it felt like giving him up after week two and getting Javante Williams was a great deal. I'm glad that didn't go through. I'm staying right where I am. There's a lot of panic trading going on in the naked yeah, bootleggers I, right I now. I mean, I, I hope Woodson doesn't hear this, but I traded to Woodson, and he's the one giving me McCaffrey and Bateman, which I think I won that trade by a mile. Yeah, I think you did too. I think I think this year we've got – well, it's been a weird year because the the running backs have not been good across the league. I mean, the guys that are at the top of the class in the, in the fantasy football running league world are not – 
are not doing anything. Like uh, Jonathan um, Taylor is not doing anything. Um, you know, Christopher McCaffrey's had some nice games, but not what you'd think. Uh, Dalvin Cook, my own Dalvin Cook, you know, has had a good game, but he's injured and he hasn't been great. Um, Alvin hasn't been great. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Najee Harris has not been great at all. So those those backs are tough to come by. And, um, yeah, it's just I, I feel that this year in our league, at least, we've got a lot of feast or famine scores and more more famine. We're having more people scoring, you know, 80, 80. 70. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, granted, we're th- weird. It is. And granted, we're a 13 team league. But I mean, usually you're going to get 100 on a tough week. Usually you're going to get a 90 on a tough week. Yeah, not yeah, that's fair. But like, what's like, what's your Mendoza line for a thirteen team league? Like, a Mendoza line, by the way, means you know what you think's about average. About average in our league this year. This year, yeah, and we're a PPR league, by the way. This year, I think our average has probably been a hundred five, hundred ten points. Yeah, I actually know it because we've got one what team is that is the league is average. It? I forget what it is. I think it's one thirteen. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, I mean, I think the average last year would have been around one twenty. I agree with that. It's amazing what just one extra team does as far as spreading out the talent enough to where. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're keeping it. Hey, guys, hit rewind and see if you can hear the little Easter egg Jack just left you. Dude, that's gross, man. What's your problem? Sorry. That's unbelievable. I think I might have to rate this a different rating now for Spotify. All right. That, that, that's enough of that. Let's put the fantasy football side. Actually, let's have one more fun football note. You mentioned two Atlanta um, Falcon p- football players, one that went to Tennessee and one went, that went to Florida. Talk, talk about that. Cordero uh, Patterson and Kyle Pitts made a bet. And about about the Florida Tennessee game, and Florida obviously lost. So, Kyle Pitts had to wear a what do you call those things, Dad? Like overalls. overalls. Yeah, yeah. He had to wear overalls uh, today. It was pretty funny. Yep. Hey. Yep. What's he doing? It is pretty funny. I bet he walks in somewhere, and people are like. Hey. I'm just like dad joking, just repeated dad jokes. All right, you know it's not a dad joke? What? Facts or cap. Okay. For those of you who have not heard this segment, this is where I, I've got one, two, three, I've got four this week, Jack, and I'm just going to read them. And these are either really weird news stories or something that I've made up entirely, and Jack has to tell us if it's facts or cap. Jack. Wait, can we just say this? We're all, I'm 1-1, one, one, you're 1-1. One, one. Yeah, like I, you won the first one, I won the second one. Mm-hmm. All right, Jack. What? A chief operating officer, and in case you don't know what a COO is, he's, he's very high up in a corporation. A chief operating officer of a major food distributor was arrested after the Arkansas-Missouri State football game. Why? Because he got super mad when another vehicle made contact with his SUV's wheel, he punched through the other windshield. The driver got freaked out and, and got out of the car. This man then grabs the guy and bit his nose to the point where cartilage came out. Is this, or came off his nose. Is What's it, cartilage? Cartilage is like kind of tissuey skin. So is this facts or cap? This is facts. Facts? Yeah. Hey! All right, so the guy is like too in detail for it to be cap. But that's that's part of it. Like I, I sometimes will lead you down this rabbit trail of detail. And by the way, when I do this sound effect, 
kind of talk through it a little bit. Like, oh, just sorry, yeah. it's just too easy for me. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. But give us like your reasoning. We want to know your reasoning. Okay. All right, that's great. So you win that one. Okay. A Bend, Oregon woman is petitioning the Oregon State Supreme Court to allow her to legally marry, wait for it, her poodle named Sprinkles. (laughs) Sandra McKinsky says she identifies as a furry and should not be limited to just the human race to marry. This is a lie. This is cat because you always talk about, (laughs) you always talk, we always have to talk about furries kind of. I left out one part. What? She's changed her will to leave everything to Sprinkles. And Sandra McKinsky is just such a name you'd make up. This is Cap. Oh, man. Yo! <laughs> Jack, congratulations. I didn't think you'd fall for the furry. All right. Jack, fact your Cap. A Utah man... Whoa, this would be tough if I said Utah man. A Utah mom is pregnant with her son's baby. 56-year-old Nancy Hawkins volunteered to carry her son Jeff and his wife's child because the wife is unable to carry after a life-saving hysterectomy. Before I do the the TikTok sound effect, I do want to explain something. According to this story, the wife's unable to carry, so the mom is carrying the son's baby, and that's through something probably like some type of like they artificially inseminate her, and so she's able to carry it with her son's sperm. Is this fact or is this cat? I mean, if this is true, this is just incredibly disgusting. Mm, no argument there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is, is, uh, is this a is this one of those news of the weird stories, or, or is this from the fertile imagination of your old man? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is this is fact. Are, are you staying with that? Yeah. Jack, Jack, you are on fire. The Utah woman is, in fact, pregnant with her son's baby. This is not okay. Hold on. This is not okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. This is like if we were way, 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 way younger. My mom being pregnant with me and your mom's child. I mean, that's just, there's nothing. Because then your mom is also your grandma. God, talk about the phrase, who's your daddy? No, 100%. There is grandma, mom confusion, okay? Because it is mom, grandma, but it, it really isn't. The mother, from a DNA perspective, doesn't have to be the someone carrying the child. But I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, it's disgusting. Well, I shouldn't say it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It troubles me. Jack, you have clinched the victory. Let's keep going, though. Eh? Oh, no, no, no. We are. We are. Uh, the last one's a good one. All right. Neighbors of an Atlanta rapper, and I'm not going to put the name out because if it's a if if I made it up, then it'd be some stupid name. Okay. And if, if it's fact, like it's a real name, then, then you would be like, oh, that's a real name. Anyway, neighbors of an Atlanta rapper have taken to walking around the neighborhood, Jack, with umbrellas because the rapper has fallen into the habit of of walking his around his high-rise balcony and urinating <laughs> through through his little rails, through the little bars and onto the streets below. So Jack, is this <laughs> is this in fact facts or is this cap? And I talk mean, talk through your logic, will you? You know, the reason I've been able to tell if it's fact or cap is cuz S- Sandra McKinsky, like I can tell when you're making something up, but like I just don't think you could possibly, like, make this up. The, the original name was Sandra McKenzie, and I misread it. Would McKenzie have swayed you the other way? I don't know. All right, anyway, go ahead. So, go ahead. Oh, we ran out of time. Um, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is Cap. 
a rapper. Gotcha. Um, golly, I, I, I knew that was true because you can't make, you cannot think about that. You just there's no I, way your mind could have thought. I about can that. promise you, you are far underestimating how weird and warped I am. I could 100 percent come uh, up I, with I that. Don't know, buddy. All right, hang tight. We're gonna push pause. I'm gonna tell you who the rapper was. All right, we just kind of hit pause for a second to to dig some things up. By the way, the COO, the chief operating officer, he's with a group that does like vegan, like substitute meat products called Beyond Meat. And they're a real company. They have a real market share. They've been tanking. Maybe it's because their 53-year-old COO gets like, you know, parking lot rage and bites off a man's nose. What a loser. All right, and then as far as, oh yeah, the... uh, (laughs) The guy's name, the rapper's name is Mercedes New, and he goes by Shoddy Dread. I, I honestly, if you told me the name, I would have said it was made up. Shoddy Dread. There's no way that could be a, right, a real right. rapper. I wish I wish I did. Shoddy Dread liked to yeah. pee off. The- yeah, he liked to pee. Uh, all right. Well, I should have gone with the name then, because maybe that would have led you down. Jack, I believe that was a no. That was not a clean sweep. It was three to one. All right. Still, great job by you. You win round three of facts or cap jack one round that you have failed to win each of the prior times that we have played it is the sec pick em rounds jack you went two and two last week which is respectable because you were you know three and ten coming in so you're now five and twelve jack that's the good news that you improved to two and two last week the bad news is i went three and one gained another game on you i was eight and five i'm now 11 and six jack i've got a six game lead on you and by the way 11 and six is legit in fuego against the spread so let's start with these games i texted them to you have you picked them yet um i'm picking them on the spot all right well do you want to go first or do you want to go i'll go first all right so you're picking first on the first games all right jack the first game is kentucky at old miss kentucky's ranked seventh old miss is ranked 14th old miss is favored by six and a half jack who do you like in that game i like the wildcats That's a tough one. Um, I think I do too. Jack, I told you what the theory was last last week. The theory is when a lower-ranked team, team, in this case 14 Ole Miss, is ranked lower in the polls than seven-ranked Kentucky. It's when a lower-ranked team is favored over a higher-ranked team. We used to have this thing in college called the theory, and it used to always hit. But important thing to note about the theory, that favored team had to be giving three points or less this does not fit the theory. Doesn't necessarily mean doesn't necessarily mean that Old Miss will lose, but it doesn't mean Old Miss will cover. I am with you. I am taking the Wildcats. Jack and John are both on Kentucky catching six and a half. I'll go first on this next one. Alabama on the road against 20th ranked Arkansas. Alabama's the second ranked team in the nation. Alabama's favored by 17 and a half. This makes no sense. It's way too much. That's exactly why. I'm taking the University of Alabama. John is on Bama laying 17 and a half. <laughs> I'm taking Arkansas. Okay, you will lose that one. All right. 17, all, right, all, right. Yep, yep. all right, your turn to go first here. 17th ranked Texas A&M is at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is favored by three and a half. Now, Jack, pay attention. Mississippi State's unranked. That's a lower ranked team than 17th A&M. Mississippi State is minus three and a half. Is that, I got a is that, is that, I got a, A&M, Is buddy. that a theory game? No. Why? Because they're favored by more than three. <laughs> no, you're very good. Very good. So Jack is on A&M. Now, it's not a theory game. But I'm taking Miss... Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, gosh. That's tough. Hang on. Do it. Who do you want me to take? I want you to take Mississippi State so I can gain another game. Mm, what the heck? 
Jack, I'll take Mississippi. No, I, I don't like it. I, I really think that A&M will cover. I'm taking A&M. All right, LSU minus eight and a half at Auburn. I am taking LSU. Auburn's trash. I'm taking LSU. Uh, and that's our opponent, and I kind of hope they win big because I want them to be fat and happy when we roll in. All right, this is a big one. It's not a big one in that, and it's a big game. In that, it's a big game. It's a big one in that it's a big line. Um, Georgia Bulldogs first uh, top ranked team in the nation, number one, minus twenty eight against Missouri, and it is on the road. UGA minus twenty eight at Mizzou. Who do you got? I'll take Georgia. <sighs> Jack. This is boring, but I'm going to take Georgia also. Oh, my I know. God. Well, we disagree on one of them. We disagree on Bama and Arkansas. And, hey, guess what? Guess what game we disagreed on last week? Bama. And Vanderbilt. And I took Bama, and I beat you. Good. So take that. Boom. All right, anything you want to say on the way out the door? See ya. Yeah, this is a great show. Hey, by the way, guys, if you're listening, hey, as Jack likes to say, smash that like button or that follow button. How, what do the kids say, Jack? Smash that follow button. What? I don't. I don't okay. even know what you're Smash. About. No, you know we want people to follow us and rate us. So follow us, rate us, um, tell your friends care about less us. If you guys followed us or rated us, oh, actually. that's great. Yeah, you should go into marketing when you grow up, son. You'd be really, really good at spreading the word on things. Great job. Thanks. Way to care about your podcast. Thanks. I care about the co- podcast, and I bet these guys do too. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to According to the Osborns. Yeah. According to the Osborns. Yeah. According to the Osborns, yeah. According to the Osborns, yeah.